With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Into the corner, four seconds left. Trammell backs up, now tries to drive with two, with one. Floater up and they call the foul. And no time left on the clock. They call the foul. And San Diego State will go to the line to go to the final four. You seem very hurt right now. Are you gonna you gonna be all right? We're back. Yeah. We're back here we recording are. this on uh, Monday before noon. Yeah. You look uh, you look fresh. You look bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. And, of course, it's after a Creighton loss that you don't wear the Husker stuff. You wear the Creighton there stuff. There you go. Yeah. See, 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 there it is. I got a Creighton. I, I'm, I'm rocking and repping Creighton today, you know? See, that's how you know I'm a real Blue Jay. When they go to the Sweet 16, I, I, I don't even uh, – I'm not Mr. Fairweather. I'll ro- I'll rock a Nebraska shirt when they go to the Sweet 16. But when they lose to the Elite Eight, that's when I'll rock a Creighton shirt. You know, that's how much I'm a so we- I'm, I'm I'm the man like that. That I still am not quite sure. So you just played the call. You know, how some people yeah. are like you know people are like, oh man, that happened. I swear, dude, it was like I blacked out. That might have been the only moment where I truthfully, I'm not totally sure what I did. I think I threw my headset off. I think if you hear, okay. if you listen closely, yes. I yes. think I threw my headset off. I think I did. I would like to play the entire clip. It's about a minute long. You can hear, and it's funny you say that because as they they call the foul, and I hear, you yeah. know, with the mic, yes. I hear something, and it wouldn't have shocked me if you had told me what you just did, that you took your headset off just to gather yourself. You couldn't believe what what just happened. I think I did. I the. And, Right. I'm not like I'm I'm like 95% sure that's what I did, but I'm I, I can't definitively confidently tell you that's what I did, but I'm right. I'm going with that. I will cut it at the headset portion and see if we can investigate here. Looking, looking, looking. They get it in into the corner. Four seconds left. Tramel backs up now, tries to drive with two, with one. Floater up and they call the foul. And no time left on the clock. <laughs> okay. That is definitely a headset uh, throw here. With one floater up, and they call the foul. And no time left on the clock. <laughs> I think I just threw it. Yeah. I leaned back. And I just sat there. I just sat there, and I was frozen mentally in that moment. And I'm not gonna lie, it took me a while. You know, if you're streaming a show on like Netflix or something like that, all of a sudden it freezes and it's buffering. buffering. My my yeah. mind froze in that moment. And it is, it is, honestly, it was buffering, frozen in that moment, all the way up until I went to bed last night. Like, I couldn't move past that moment. It was, it was nuts. But yes, I think, I'm pretty confident your boy, your boy, Hideo Nomo, his headset. <laughs> of all, out of all the pictures, 
And of all the athletes, you went Deo Nomo. Remember Deo Nomo, boy? That boy was unhittable for about a week and a half, cuz. Though his delivery was straight out of bases loaded the video game. Like, it was just the way that he, he threw would that He would turn basketball. his back to you and then hum that thing uh, in there. Let's, you, hear the re- yeah. let's hear the rest of the call because I don't you remember did what gather I said. yourself. I don't know. I, yeah, I Have was, you heard this yet? No, I've not, I've not heard what I said. I, I really I know I, was, I know I was McKinney about it, but, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I, this is, might be moderately embarrassing. I was... I was going to do an off-color commentary of this, but I'm not going to do okay. that because I think you know where I would insert the bleed <laughs> here. Let's listen. All right. They call the foul, and San Diego State will go to the line to go to the Final Four. That's foul on Ryan Nemhard. Nick's going to try to see. Oh, my gosh. I, I am speechless. Nemhard oh, went straight man. up. Nemhard went is straight up. Unbelievable. Nemhard went straight up. And now they show it in the building. And the Creighton fans boo. I mean, un- I can't believe they called that. Believable. Was it for sure with time? Was there for sure time left? That's I what just, they're why, checking. Why do you want to call that? Like, it's not even. It's not a foul. And Greg McDermott is screaming right now at Lee Cassell. Okay. So then it went went on for a little bit. Um, Yeah, frankly, un. Uh, unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I think we would. Right. You'd, have, you'd have had a nice, uh, a nice, a couple of nice little f bombs right in between the un and the believable. <laughs> that would have just been a chef's kiss, you know. <laughs> It's hard. Those moments, like, I will say in my defense, and I still, you know, I mean, people don't tune into this pod to listen to us, like, break down a foul call for for Creighton here. But, like, I was, you know, I'm trying to peek over at the Westwood one. They had a monitor. And so I'm a little, I'm, the only thing, it was hard, it was was hard to see. What I was initially looking for was, did he get him on the hand? That was where my initial thought was was looking at. And he 1,000% did not get him on the hand. And I couldn't ever really fully see the hand on the hip until probably after or maybe on Twitter, like in the post game or something like that. I still hate the call. I really do. Right, right. Uh, but I will say in my defense in the moment, like I didn't – I'm peeking over like five spots away to try and see on a monitor what, what things were looking like in real time. I still don't like the call, but – because because Bishop said he went straight up, which he did is true. Like yeah. he, but when he said that, in my mind, I said, "Okay, you clearly, you guys didn't have an angle that you didn't have a TV monitor to at least acknowledge that there was a hand on the hip." And and you know, there, and when you're looking, like I said, when you're looking at it, your first thought on a shooting right. foul is something on the hand, you know. Right. And so I was looking, I was more focused on Tramel's shooting hand. And there certainly was no contact there. And so I, I I think that was what you were focused on initially, the emotion of the moment. Uh yeah, it just I mean again, it was uh I'm I'm still I'm still trying to process the call. You know, like it is uh it's on it's it is there, there's so many different angles and and perspectives to kind of view this thing. Um it's it's nuts. It's like um 
I kind of use the analogy of baseball. If it's a strike in the first inning, it's a strike in the last inning. The batters will adjust to the strike zone that you've called during the game. Sure. So as long as you're consistent. And so I think the biggest issue is the lack of consistency throughout the game. You're not calling those types of fouls throughout the game. There was so much, many more egregious things during the game that weren't called. And so players adjust to the officials and how they are calling the game, and they'll try and fit into that box. Yep. Which doesn't mean that the call that the official made was wrong. That call might have been the right call in terms of letter of the law. That's a foul, and it probably should have been called earlier. But the point is, you weren't calling those earlier, yeah. right? So that's where you get. And the other thing, as my as a broadcaster and as a fan, I'm watching it going, it's one thing if San Diego State was down by a point. Amen. It's tied. Let it's it go tied. to overtime, dog. That's it. Let, let, it, figure let it, it out for another five. Let, that's what I'm saying. Unless it is clear, unless it is crystal clear yeah. and egregious, which to me, this one was not crystal clear or egregious. It's tied. You, let, let it go to OT. Let's see if these dudes can sort it out for five more minutes. And I, yes, I think the prevailing, you know, if you're, if we're on a debate team and we got to present the case against the call, the, the most surefire debate case against it is what you initially said of, okay, I think everybody subscribes to the school of thought, coaches and players and even media and fans are the refs. They want consistency from the refs, establish how the game's getting called. And it's incumbent on the players to adjust. For 39 minutes and 58 seconds, that was not called a foul. I'm telling you, and maybe this is one of the benefits of being courtside. I don't know how much it came across on TV. It was unbelievably physical. Like, crazy physical in the paint one on the Cole ball. Brenner went up for oh. a bucket and just got met. And it was like, there's got to be a body. Up. Yes. There has to be a body. It, it, and so I also think like being courtside, and you know this, like you, you get a different appreciation for the physicality of a game. That game was physical. And it is just amazing to me to, to see a th- 39 minutes, 58 seconds of allowing the officials – or the officials allowing the game to be that physical and then call a little hand check in the air with the game on the line. It's unfortunately, it's unfortunate Nebhart got beat. Yeah, yeah I will say that. The play. He did. It was bad defense. Like, lost in all this, he didn't get ball screened. Like, he let Tramel Tramel got, I mean, he got his whole hips past him, obviously. You're even, like, you're leaving. You're right? even, I mean, you're leaving. Yeah, he got, yeah. he got past him. Yep. And so, Nebhart didn't do a good job. Uh, and then I, you know, I, I said this in the post game too. Let's be clear about something. Creighton didn't lose the game because of that call. Creighton lost the game because they got punked physically in the second half. They got crushed on the offensive glass, and San Diego State's physicality on the ball, their pressure, their defense got Creighton all out of pocket offensively. That's why they lost this game. It's odd that a game like San Diego State, that game was being played exactly how San Diego State wanted it to be. If it's in the 60s, if yeah. it's in the 70s, you're not winning that game if you're San Diego State. It was a the, the Seth Greenberg rock fight, mm-hmm. physical, yet it's a, a hand check on Creighton that is under the microscope at the end, which yeah. is really unfortunate. Um, 
and you have a foul to give, so you give it and make sure he's not in shooting motion so that they have to take the ball out of bounds, and then you have a shooting foul. Right. At the like, it's just all those things. You go, man, and I shout at the TV. He did not follow him, and then you watch the replay. Okay, maybe, but what game have we been watching here? Yeah, right? and, 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 and I just, and I, I don't know, and I and I get like, I get it, man. I I know people cringe at this, and I'm just all I can be is honest with how I feel. I am one of those people that believes in situational officiating. I know we want to live in a world where a foul in the first minute should be a foul in the last minute. A foul against Roast Beef State on November 15th right. needs to be a foul in the Elite Eight with two seconds to go. And to that I say, are you? do you really mean that? Like, do you really mean that? When you say that, do you really mean it? I don't know if you really want to live in that world. It's, it's, we can sit here and say there's no such thing as makeup calls, but we all know they exist. We can sit here and say there's no such thing as situational officiating. But let me tell you, as someone that actually was on the floor in these situations, let me tell you, it's, you get away, it's understood typically, and I've always felt like there's an, uh, an unspoken agreement amongst players that like, hey, in the final 10, 15 seconds, you can get away with a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I know it's like, that- it's like a Hail Mary last play of the game in a football game. You can have pass interference. They're probably not going to call it on you. Yes. You know? that, that's how that. So uh, it's it's hard. Like, I can't sit here and be disingenuous and say, D- you don't think Nemhard touched his hip? And Yeah, he did. I, he did. I, I can't sit here and and tell you that that didn't happen. But I also feel like in those spots, man, it's got to be, uh, it's got to be egregious. And I ask this to you, somewhat rhetorically, but I guess genuinely. Let's say there's no the the no foul. Tramel's shot goes off. We're going to overtime. Our people are Jay Wright, Charles Barkley, Clark Kellogg, Kenny Smith, Ernie Johnson, all the media, everybody in the fans. Are they all talking about the no call at the end of regulation? Yeah, no one's talking about the Nobody's call. saying no. an effing right. thing. But but that's why everyone's and everyone's talking about it now. Right? Yeah, so, so so I guess that's my point. It's like yeah. it yeah. that that in some ways should should t- answer the question. If they wouldn't have called it, would people have been talking about it? And I think the answer is no. So then it's like, well, what are we doing? But and it's and it doesn't help that it's the very last thing you saw. Yeah. Yeah. So that's always the thing. Right. All right, quick time out to tell you about a Peerless Energy Systems. They're the leading American manufacturer of air compressors. And here's the thing, Schick. You may hear the name Peerless, and you may go, okay, I've, when you hear Peerless, what do you think of? What's the first thing you think of? The first thing I think of is former Buffalo Bills wide receiver Peerless Price. Well, here's the thing. The owner of Peerless Energy Systems, Ed McMorrow, was watching the 1998 Orange Bowl, Nebraska-Tennessee, and before right. he was a Buffalo Bill, Peerless Price was a Tennessee volunteer. Peerless Price was interviewed on the sidelines, was asked what his name meant, and he said it means, quote, without equal. That motto stuck with Ed, and when the company was launched in 1999, just one year later, he wanted to create a company that was without equal in the industry. So, boom, Peerless Energy Systems was born. They are the Solaire authorized distributor for Nebraska and Iowa. Solaire is the leading American manufacturer of air compressors. They're located in Michigan City, Indiana, that's Chicagoland. They go to market via local distributors and make some of the best air compressors and ancillary compressed air equipment in 
the industry. So Peerless Energy Systems, their core values, reliable, dedicated, and responsible. Let me tell you something. One of the men responsible for and involved in Peerless Energy Systems, our buddy Josh. That's right. So we would say, Josh, remember, he and his son quoted the show at the Bar Mitzvah. He was at the live show. We always say, support those who support us. Josh is supporting the show. He's been an avid listener for years, he and his family. So support Peerless Energy System. Josh, I would say Peerless has the core values. I would say Josh has those too. He's reliable, he's dedicated, and he's responsive to the Schick and Dick show. But with Peerless... Here's what you get with those three core values. They're locally owned and operated. They have certified compressed air auditors on staff. They have a large local dedicated rental department and 24-hour emergency response for service parts and rental equipment. It's what you get with Peerless Energy Systems. Peerless Energy Systems. For more information, go to peerlessenergy.com. Support those who support us. Peerless Energy, proud sponsor of The Chicken Nick Show. So the, the other thing, too, real quick, you talked about the foul to give. It was unfortunate. It, Trey Alexander, it would have been nice if he'd have yes. – probably wanted to foul Waited. with like three yes. or four seconds. Yes. Instead – I thought there was way too much time. Yes. Left. It's like, why even bother then? I know. At that, point, yeah. at that point, if you're going to foul him with – what was it? Six point yeah. six, six, some, 6.8 or 6.7. Um, but it's hard because Butler kind of – Lamont Butler kind of started to get into a move, and if you're Trey – you're probably in this thing like, man, I don't want to, like you were saying, I don't right. want to foul him as, right. he, as he maybe rises up. This is my best chance to, to take a foul. But, mm, God, if you... If, the first, yeah, the, the first one, you played it too safe, and the second one, you played, lived it yeah. too precariously. I know, right on the I know. Foul. But, yeah, yeah. okay. So, and, uh, no, this, is why, this is probably not why Chicken Nick fans are listening to... Let's the, go to the, happier time, shall we? Listen to this call. Kalkbrenner still on the ball. Seiko looking. The lob comes in. Anchor right to Shireman. Oh, Shireman. The bad pass. Shireman caught it. Lays it up and in. 32 seconds left. We're tied at 56. Okay, a lot happening there. That was the in- that was the inbound, and you guys just explosion. Uh, I, I think verbally making out with each other, yeah. I think is what happened. The lob comes in. Anchor right to Shireman. Oh, <laughs> no clue. No clue what happened there, but I know with the way John's yelling, it was good. Comes in. Anchor right to Shireman. Oh, okay, no clue. Okay. No, I, did I say, oh, yes? Yeah, yes? I think, I think you did. Here. Looking, the lob comes in. Anchor right to Shireman. Oh, it's just, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I wanted a what's going on, baby. I, know. I didn't get a what's going on, baby. What? I didn't know whether there were so many times like in good good plays would happen and I was like my brain was like what's going on baby want to go with it and I was like nah let's hold off on it let's hold off on it someone mentioned on Twitter and again these clips don't get as aggregated as maybe a Husker football but did you or someone say a kind of turn of phrase that had to do with slow it up uh, a little bit. Did someone mention slowing it up? Oh yeah, John. John. John rephrased "slow it up" a couple of times, and then even at the end of the Princeton game, at one point, he he just owned it. He was like, "The Jays need to slow it up <laughs> and slow it up." I gotta find that. Which was I great. He really was. Good. He. I mean, when we laid eyes on each other, when we met. To get on the plane. I mean, it was unspoken. He immediately was dying laughing. He was, I mean, imagine if you're John Bishop, you are, you get in your car, 
You're listening to Shick and Nick, and and for 32 minutes of the pod, our last pod, if you didn't listen to it, wow. I mean, that I don't know. That's like a top 10 episode of all time to me. That was just, that was so much fun. Just incredible. Incredible, you know? I gotta slow it up. I gotta slow it up. And slow it up. Oh my gosh. Just so good. Um, you know what I don't think would be good audio, and I bet you don't have it, is when I got knocked over. Yeah, so I, d- I don't have the audio of that, but uh, I was joking because it was a Rop uh, yeah. who did it. It's like, now slow a Rop! Slower up! And slow it up! As that happened, you got as much FaceTime as you've ever gotten doing local radio oh. during your phone must have been blowing up! I was blowing up! And slow it up. <laughs> my text messages were blowing up. And slow it up. It, my texts and tweets. It was insane. Oh, I'm sure. Because I wasn't I, sure. I was, you know, you, I don't. When it first happened, I was like, oh god, I bet I got a lot of airtime. And then a couple of minutes passed. I'd peek at my phone. I had about like 22 text messages. And then my Twitter had, you know, when you have so many, you have just 20 plus for mentions. Right. Like right, you have, right. there was like 20 plus. I was like, oh gosh. So clearly <laughs> I had a lot of FaceTime there. And I don't think I said anything because I was, a couple of things for people that don't know, at the NCAA tournament, one of the most idiotic rules that the NCAA has is that you can't have bottles. It has at, to be NCAA cups. That you have to, they have to be those NCAA cups, which is just a disaster for that very situation. A ball comes rolling over or a player comes flying over. And I had a cup of water that just got, I mean, crushed. <laughs> and so I was all wet. And I was initially nervous that the, the water got on equipment whether it was my computer, our computer equipment, or Westwood One's computer equipment. And then I was nervous that the, the, the Westwood One producer next to me, he got it the worst. He got, he got crushed all the way to the ground. I was just kind of leaned back and got hit a little bit. So I was worried about the health and safety of the radio equipment <laughs> and the individual to the, ne- to the right of me. But, I, boy, boy, it blew up. There was a lot of... Open up the broadcast, water exploded all over my chest. I open up some salsa, explodes all over my chest. <laughs> there was a lot of explodes all over my chest after that. I did I mean, have the, a cup of water. Chicken Nick Show account oh, yes. just had a lot of. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I got, uh, yeah, open up, open up Elite Eight, water all over my chest. I open up some salsa, explodes all over my chest. <laughs> Kent Pavelka tweeted, obviously a block by Nick Ball. He was moving and in John Bishop's restricted area. I was in John's restricted area. There's no question about that. I was in his cylinder of verticality, you know. Tra- Travis tweets, Nick Ball just got refreshments all over his chest. <laughs> I open up some salsa, explodes all over my chest. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so much good. Someone yelling, slow it up and slow it up. <laughs> this guy, we were talking about the beverage. Rennie tweets, I think it was Pepsi and a Dico. I can't remember. I apologize. No, it was Dr. Pepper. I apologize. Hey, Chris. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah. What do you got? Okay, I was thinking it was uh, Montana, and I was thinking 
I want to say it was like Idaho or Idaho State. I forget which one it was. It was one of the non-conference games. I forget the name of the team. I apologize. No, it wasn't Montana. It was Wyoming. I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. Oh, it's very good. Oh, very good. good. Quite a trip. Quite quite a journey. And I treated it, you know, these opportunities come around once in a lifetime. And maybe that'll be different because Creighton's in the Big East now. But 10 years ago, they're in the Valley. 10 years ago, they hadn't gone to the Sweet 16. And now, 10 years later, you are a bucket away from getting to the Final Four. And who knows if you're ever going to get an opportunity like this without ones, twos, or threes around to even bother you or be a nuisance. I know. That's where I go. This could be... Again, it's like Dan Marino played in one Super Bowl. Yeah. You just never know. Totally you agree. I mean, Creighton could have a better team next year. They could have a better team moving forward, and you just – it might not – they might not ever get back to that spot again. The NCAA tournament is the most random and unpredictable sporting event out there. It was right there. It was right there. And and it's so random, and yet we still cross coaches for not succeeding. I know. That, I know that, isn't that weird how you yeah. sit there and we yeah. all admit, like, man, this tournament's crazy. <laughs> but let me tell you why the Big Ten sucks. They suck. <laughs> they Matt, suck in the tournament. Matt Painter, you can't coach you in this Painter's randomized event. Fire him. You know, it's like, well, wait a minute. And we literally were like in back-to-back senses. Like, this tournament, man, you just never know. All right, coming up next, why the Big Ten's performance in the tournament tells you all you need to know about how terrible the conference is. <laughs> it's like, well, it's wait. True. It's you crazy. can't have it both ways. The other thing, too, I mean, no, no disrespect to FAU, but I don't want FAU to say FU, but, like, not only were you a, a bucket away from the Final Four, you were a bucket away from playing FAU to get to the title. And playing and, and, a Big East team that you split with in the regular season. Yes, and only lost to one time since they've joined the Big East. Like, Creighton has kind of owned UConn in this series in the Big East. Like, so it's it's just, there's like layers upon layers of like. Yeah, just, you don't want to get greedy, but right. at the same time, you're here. We're I know. Here. No, I know. You can't help but be like, oh my gosh. You were going to have FAU. Something- like we talked about last week, how if you didn't beat Princeton, now you're like, oh, I can't believe we let that up. You beat Princeton, and you still feel that way because I know, of the way the game I, against San Diego. You know, State you played. and I used to do like you know, there's that that like silly sports talk segment where it's like, would you rather get cru- Would you ever rather have your team get crushed or lose on a last second shot? And I've always been like, I can never understand why people would want their team to get crushed and not play. You know, uh, have a chance to uh, win. This uh, was the first sporting moment for me where I think I found a new just straight up dagger in the aorta (laughs) losing in the elite eight close is like the is cruel when you are because there's something not to say that you get to the final four and it's all gravy from there and there's no pressure for these teams the following week. But I think we all know, like, we celebrate the final four as an accomplishment in and of itself majorly. And to be that close where you literally could see it and taste it and it was real and come up short. Like, this was the only time, like, as I was walking home from the KFC Yum Center, I was like... (laughs) I'm not so sure that I wouldn't have just rather had them lose to NC State at this point. In the or first lose ra- to San Diego or, State by 12. Yeah, or either just the way it ended to be that close, literally and figuratively, with 
getting to the Final Four and in the game, and then watch it with one whistle, and then you have to sit there and watch Tramiel shoot a free throw. You're just like, this is brutal. <laughs> it's like Saints-Rams NFC Championship game with the flag that wasn't called. Right, right. And yes. You go, help us out here a little bit. Oh. Like on the precipice of the Super Bowl. Crikey.com. But, but yeah, this is uh, not good. Well, it was tough. It's yeah. tough. Not good. Yeah. Um, I don't think people want. What, what did we just do? We just did about 25 minutes of like pseudo real conversation. This is not going to be one of our top five. No, they, this is going to be bottom five. I'm not happy about that. Quick time out here from the Chicken Nick podcast to tell you about Go Currency. Does your business need easy, competitive financing for trucks or equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best available rates and terms for construction equipment, farm machinery, trucks, and trailers. In fact, customers can get loans for up to $500,000 with little or no money down and terms up to 72 months. Currency can also help if you're getting serious about buying a new or used motorhome, fifth wheel, or utility vehicle. All you got to do, just fill out an application and the currency finance team will get to work finding a lender with the most competitive options. It's quick, secure, and free to use. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit GoCurrency.com for details. Offers may vary and arranged by Express Tech Financing, LLC, DBA Currency, pursuant to CFL license. I want to get to uh, one thing before we get to the drop-off tournament. <laughs> this was uh, someone sent us this. was was uh, some high astute, uh, highly esteemed analysis of the World Baseball Classic Whoa, about okay. who is going to win or who should win. I just felt the way that the Team USA roster is built, they would have to outscore their opponents to win. <laughs> okay. That's true. <laughs> I mean, people are opening their eyes to the the silliness of some of this analysis. <laughs> how, how about this from Ian Eagle when the Jays beat Princeton? <laughs> To the elite eight. <laughs> I mean, nice. he, he, he knew the assignment. He, he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. I ain't Eagle. I introduced myself to him, and he knew who I was. He was like, I watch you do a great job, and I'm like, allow me to go to K-Jewelers. <laughs> go to the engagement ring section. Ask them for the most expensive thing they got. Then ask for the, a different one, of course. And then take you out for a nice dinner. And propose to you in broadcasting matrimony. Because I love you, Ian Eagle! I saw you from across the party, and uh, I don't usually do this, but I felt compelled to tell you something. You have an absolutely breathtaking hiney. I mean, that thing is good. I want to be friends with it. Okay, all right. That was me. That, that was, was scene me mentally. Yes, that was me and Ian Eagle mentally. Like he had walked away and I was still there, standing there daydreaming it, and the conversation was was done and gone. But that's great. Yeah, he's so good. No, I do. Speaking of the silly analysis, I do always. I've been guilty of this numerous times. We're on the air, but like you know, one of the keys for Xavier in this game is they're gonna have to make shots. They have to make some shots. It's like really, you know what I mean. You're gonna have to hit their open looks. You get some it's open like looks. You're gonna have to knock them down. You know what I'm it's saying? Like football, we got to make sure the touchdowns are not field goal. Got to make sure they can run the establish the run and, and stop the run. We got a chance for a big play. Got to you. Got to make it really. Because I would have thought 
Nope. Not that important. <laughs> Come on. So good. All right. We did have uh, one of the more dramatic drop-off tournaments. I don't even know the results at this point. Okay. I will tell you, as uh, the drop-off tournament has reached the Final Four, what's more important? I'll put it on the poll. The NCAA tournament, Final Four, or the drop-off tournament, Final Four. I know well uh, how that's going to go. The, the other thing, this would be a more specific question to those that have had drops in the drop-off tournament. Would you rather lose in the first round of the drop-off tournament <laughs> or in the Elite Eight of the drop-off tournament? <laughs> I like that. Uh, we had, uh, I don't even know, did we do polls last week? I think we did. I Let's do the polls know. first, and then we'll do the drop-off don't tournament. don't even know okay? anymore. We were too busy. Light it up! <laughs> and slow it up! <laughs> we had, um, you know what, no time for the polls. I'm sorry. We got to just do the drop-off tournament. Let's just get go to, to the let's polls. Get to, let's you'll get you'll to the important stuff, okay? Okay. So, the polls were dramatic. Oh, this was a... Didn't anticipate this happening here, but Beanery region, Ed Foley, play well, play hard, 63%, defeats Skiptimism, 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 Cynical skip, Skiptimism, Skip, uh, 63% to 37%. KSNB region, Thick Mugs takes down nothing but rim, 57% to 43%. Oh, Alyssa. That picture someone posted of you looking at Alyssa at the meet and greet last summer was so creepy. Oh, gee. God. And how about man. the one of you looking? They superimposed you on her head. Yes. Like Hillary Sway. Yes. A lot of creepy things going on with Photoshop <laughs> these days. Uh, Alyssa even Co- made a video, though. Like, I mean, she yeah, made she a video yeah. that I thought I was in big trouble. I thought I was going to have to make some shots to win this thing, you know? Thought you're gonna have to do your own video. Yeah, I she know. Uh, Matt Coatney, number one overall seed, seventy-one percent. Nothing goes better with Husker Sports than Fairbury. Seventy-one percent to twenty-nine percent over. Let's go. Let's question. It was his birthday too. It's Matt Coatney. I don't know. I'll put that on the poll. Is uh, <laughs> advancing to the final four of the drop-off tournament the best gift Matt Coatney's ever received on his birthday? I mean, again, that's pretty easy to answer. The Pavelka region. I do not have the final total here. But it was Brody 50% and got it 50%. I'm looking at uh, what I just pulled up is Brody 50.3. Okay. Got it KP 49.7. My God. I mean, what is the. That must be like five votes. Is 800 Eight and, votes? 897 votes. So I was, I'm not going to even attempt to do that math. But it's not very many votes, am I right? Nope. All right. Eight ninety-seven. How much? How many votes did? Uh, what was the winner? Bro- Brody got fifty point three. All right. Hold on. Look at you. Shouts out the calculators. Remember the Texas Instruments that they gave you back in the day, dog? When your boy had a Texas Instrument, he was straight up working for NASA up in that time, boy. Okay, that's really dumb. All right, four. So he essentially got 451. Ooh. And what 49.7 was KP. Feel bad for KP. Okay, so that's five votes. Five votes. Wow. Five votes. Wow. Just did the math. I've been helping my son with some of this stuff, so I'm Look at really you. You up in well first. Shouts out to you uh, helping out homework. But I, I had a lot of people. I had 
there was a couple Shikinik fans in Louisville that asked me who I thought was going to win the drop-off tournament, and they all they did bring up Brody. Like Brody is an under like under the yeah. radar. People loved them some Brody. And Brody Belt somewhere is going, me? No, just someone saying your name. Yeah, it has nothing to do with you. It's just it's Matt Davis in the way he said yeah. your name. Zero to do with you. So your final four matchups. Um, well, there was one poll that we will uh, that I will read before we get to uh, <laughs> talking about today. Uh, we have kind of, I, I will say, sometimes it's tough to get this uh, podcast uh, together, so we just kind of have to, to get it done with, <laughs> yep. to get it out to you. <laughs> but Mitch Sherman did tweet out that he was very upset yeah. that we did not have the music and everything. Right. And so right. did you do he it? said, you got to bring back the tourney music and the matchup announcements. <sighs> and so we put out, does the show need to bring back the tourney music and matchup announcements to preview? 95% said yes. Oh, boy. Wow. We almost got our first 100%er. percenter. right. Let's go. Exciting. I'm not happy about the that. Music. Crap. You're a clown. What are you, 10? What's going on, Bubba? You obviously don't understand Nebraska football. From Herdat Media, it's the 2023 Chick and Nick Show drop off tournament. Wonderful. Today, it's the final four. On the left side of the bracket, it's the number one overall seed, the champion out of the Coatney region, Matt Coatney, interrupting Jay Foreman's train of thought with breaking news. Period. I mean, it has nothing to do with scheme. I mean, I think the scheme is fine. I mean, we had missed tackles because we had guys there. We just got to make the tackles. Nothing goes better with Husker Sports than Fairbury. Taking on the number one seed, the champion out of the Beanery region, Nebraska assistant coach Ed Foley sending mixed messages about his team's upcoming performance. I hope that we play well, but I know that we'll play hard. (laughs) Then on the right side of the bracket, the champion out of the KSNB region, the number two seed, Nick Baugh with an odd way to describe a large jalapeno. One of them mugs is thick, too. Taking on the Cinderella story of this tournament, the champion out of the Pavelka region, the number four seed, Matt Davison. Is he reacting to a player who caught a touchdown or caught a massive wave? Yes! Brody! Those are your final four matchups for the 2023 Schick and Nick Show drop-off tournament. Log on to the Schick and Nick Show on Twitter, at Schick Nick Show, to cast your vote. It's the Schick and Nick Show drop-off tournament. Catch the fever. Mitch Sherman, you're welcome. That was very well done. Do you have a good, can you handicap this thing? How do you see this right now? I think this is very similar to what we have in the NCAA men's tournament where there's a collection of good ones, yet there's one clear-cut favorite right now. Uh, I would put nothing in Fairbury at the minus 120, minus 220 you. type of range. Yep, I'm with you. Um, but I also think that there's a team out there like a San Diego State or an FAU, you. the Brody, 
F A U Brody. If are you serious? You know, I feel like that has an opportunity there as well. Again, it's up to people. It's up to yeah, people. yeah. I told. I mean, the, these I, these Shikinik fans I talked to in Louisville. I said I thought Fairberry was going to take it all, but I mean, at this point, Brody's got some magic to it. I'd, I'd keep an eye on Brody, but people got to vote, Doug. They got to get their vote in, boy. Right. We'll post it uh, later this week, and you'll have opportunities there to. Uh, let your voices be heard about which sound is the best. <laughs> I think about, okay, real quick, before we wrap it up. Of all the T-shirts, just think about it from a pure T-shirt standpoint. Which is the most confusing or best T-shirt? However you want to look at what? How do you see the, the potential T-shirt of all four? I mean, uh, The Thick Mugs one would be absolutely confusing. <laughs> like, Nick Show drop off 2023. One of the mugs thick, too. What? Like, what? At least Brody's someone's name. Ed Foley, play well, play hard. Right. Nothing in Fairbury. You have a hot dog. They've seen the, the that makes sense. catchphrase. Right. One of the mugs is thick, Th- too. Is, is a, that's a weird shirt to wear. Really weird. That's really, really This odd. whole thing is weird. Yeah, you know is. what was weird? The way that Creighton lost. Wouldn't you agree, Tyler? I'm not happy about that. Shit and Nick. Yeah. Shit and Nick. Yeah. Shit and Nick show. Yeah. 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 Yes. When your boy had a Texas instrument, he was straight up working for NASA up in that thing, boy. Okay, that's really dumb. All right, four. (laughs) A Huda Media Production.